What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Creative Check-In. My name is Jessie, and this is Thought Bubble with Jay. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Creative Check-In. Are you guys excited for this episode? I am. So please stay tuned because we have another special guest joining on the pod. A little bit of background about her. Her name is Kay, and I met her back in 2018, so it's been three years. We were, board, we were both part of this challenge. It's called Dare to Share, and up until this point, I love talking about that challenge because I met some wonderful individuals, women mostly, who are creatives, crafters, uh, entrepreneurs, and some of them, uh, I'm still connected up until this day. I invited Kay over because she has a story to tell and you know me I love a good story and we're talking about something that a lot of artists are very familiar with we're talking about creative roadblocks and if you are an artist listening to this episode I feel and I can see you nodding your your head as I talk about creative roadblocks so without further ado please welcome to the show um good evening uh, at least at the time of this recording it's evening our time an artist and watercolor artist mainly and a content creator and yep so first off art your handle your ig handle oh, interestingly okay. okay i think i've seen you switch names yeah i did <laughs> you did right because see yeah. paying attention guys who have been <laughs> for three years so i think i okay. saw name your ig handle change twice or thrice so it's now art letters by k and i normally ask people every time i invite someone on the pod to tell a little bit a brief story as to why they chose that handle yeah you know what's funny is that i can't actually remember the handle that i had when we first met do you remember i can't actually i can't like, remember I, but I, I know yeah. you did uh was it Letters by Kay? No. No, it wasn't yet. So um, I think I only remember that it's different. It was different before. And then I switched to by.k. Yes, by. I oh think my God, my memory, my memory's a mess. But I switched <laughs> to by.k. I, I think that time I wanted to like, um, oh yeah, I remember my, my, my handle that time was copycake. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my it, gosh, it yes. was very a term that was coined by an ex so <laughs> we have to take that out of the okay. equation so right. I detached myself from that IG handle and mm-hmm. moved on over to by.k because since my brand name is art and letters by k so I thought it made sense mm-hmm. but eventually I realized that I should just you know put art and letters in that in that handle just so mm-hmm. it could complete uh, it, it would make sense for people mm-hmm. to see that my brand name is Art and Letters by K and mm-hmm. why is my IG handle just by K. So that's yeah. what I did. That's the story. That's the, the story nobody else asked for. <laughs> but, <okay. laughs> yeah, it's always good to find out exactly how the brand or at least the IG handle come about. And mm-hmm. it's always interesting to learn about the backstory <laughs> behind it. So K is a watercolor illustrator Mm -hmm. and if you haven't visited her profile yet you absolutely should because her works are very distinct 
it's not your usual florals, galaxies, and landscapes, but it's actually a mixture of landscapes and galaxies and animals. And if you are uh, into like mystical creatures and magic <laughs> and anything dreamy, that's pretty much how you would I would describe her mm-hmm. artwork. So, Kay, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Anything that I missed to include in my intro about you, which I, I'm sure our <laughs> listeners would be so interested to find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you got that part right about, you know, my paintings having magic, mm-hmm. having animals. Uh, you just forgot the part about the animals standing up and wearing clothes and <laughs> holding lanterns. <laughs> I kind of like um, draw like seemingly normal animals and turning them into persons which you could pretty much see in almost every storybook Mm -hmm. so that's actually where my inspiration is from Mm -hmm. I like um I like watching Disney movies when I was a little girl so I think that kind of yeah that kind of inspired um the fantasy themed paintings a bit Mm -hmm. and um there was one time that I got really fascinated watching different sorts of videos about the ocean of whales swimming in the deep oceans dolphins (laughs) everything about oceans um there was a time that it kind of fascinated me so I started um, painting more about seas oceans islands Mm -hmm. um, lighthouses even I think that's a very pretty recurring theme in my paintings right yeah there's something about lighthouses I mean, when I yes. look at your paintings, it's always this, there's always this emotions that it evokes. Like, it's it's dreamy. It's nostalgic. Far- nostalgic. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the word that I'm looking for. There's this sense of nostalgia around it. Yeah. And I think that's what I love about your painting, as well as the colors that you use on mm-hmm. each. Because it's very... Um, yeah, I I think I like I like painting things more in a night setting compared mm-hmm. to day setting, as you can see behind me. Yes, <laughs> these are all blues. Um, I'm actually pointing at a wall art beside mm-hmm. me that has mm-hmm. blue colors. With because a teddy bear. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think, um, for example, lighthouses. I love painting them when it's. Um, against a night background because actually um, lighthouses are made for the dark they they like shine Absolutely better true. at night so yeah. it's yeah, a guide but, right yeah it's guide. yeah it's a guide for lost seafarers for people <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> yep mm. so so right now you're both more focused on watercolor mm-hmm. or do yes. you still do and accept commission works for calligraphy um, I used to do uh, what do you call that? The letter, the envelope lettering, yeah, yeah. thing for weddings back then for people that I knew, mm-hmm. but it it wasn't really that interesting to me because it was tiring. First of all, <laughs> it is tiring. Yeah, it's very yes, and it's very like it's very anxiety inducing because um, <laughs> th- there's a limited amount of envelopes that you have in your hand, and you can't afford to waste more than five envelopes. So that's a no no for me. I think watercolor is more flexible. It's more forgiving for me, at least. Um, I heard I've heard some other artists think that 
that isn't the case, but um, that's what I think about watercolor. So I usually um, agree to do commissions if it's illustration. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm actually working on two small illustrations from friend for friends. Uh, yep, I like doing illustrations more and using calligraphy or lettering as some sort of an accent. Just, you know, mm-hmm. to complete the picture. So it's yes. a different way. It's a different way around when it comes to calligraphy. And then you're just adding um, little bits and pieces of watercolor florals or watercolor um, illustrations to complete calligraphy piece. But for me, it's the other way. Kind of rebellious. <laughs> Don't you think? We'll, we'll get into that rebel part in just a bit. <laughs> because it's something that we've talked about earlier offline. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've seen some works of you being shown in a gallery or an exhibit and Mm -hmm. that is I think for every artist it's sort of like a major milestone or one of the like goals hashed goals that you would want right for your artworks to Mm. have so can you tell (laughs) us a little bit more about and I'm gonna show a little bit on the screen of um, that exhibit Mm -hmm. okay let me just share that one second Okay, so I actually show it. If you guys are in, um, if you're watching this from YouTube, then you will be, you are currently showing the Instagram profile. Okay, and I'm just going to slide into Deluyong. So I'm flashing the Deluyong. This is your highlight. Yes, it's right. the highlight of the photos that I compiled from when I joined this um, this gallery way back in 2019, I guess. It was in 2019, yeah. It I was a yeah, it was a show um hosted by this this art gallery in Makati City in the Philippines called Pineapple Lab. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I think the Luyong is like a native awesome. term, a native word for water. I'm just not sure from which ethnicity. So it's very apt. So um, I joined when I saw this ad they posted on mm. their website. Okay. I think they, I think a friend also sent it to me, and I, like, what the hell? I just joined. <laughs> yeah. Go so for I didn't, it. Let's yeah, do so it. I didn't actually care whether or not I got in, but seems like I got in. I actually entered two pieces. So this one is called the ocean explorers mm-hmm. it's actually a three-part painting yeah. that i made <laughs> all right let me go back so yes. three parts right and I love yeah the these are three parts i think i cut these in um like credit card sized um Ooh, paper okay. mm-hmm. and then just kind of connected the dots it was actually part of of my one of my attempts to join the 100 day project mm-hmm. way back and okay. i actually fell off the challenge I'm so sorry <laughs> but then I tr- decided to just repurpose the paintings and yep I <laughs> I used these to join um, the gallery and this was actually the piece that got sold during mm. the gallery and then the second painting is called the where was it these the sea gliders sea glider. see I, I don't even remember the names <laughs> of my paintings <laughs> It's, yeah. This is an interesting piece. So is is that is a house, right? And beside mm-hmm. it, is it a is it a lake or is it an? And there's yeah, a reflection of the house. Yeah, it's kind of an underwater fantasy sort of surreal yeah. setting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I just 
I think one day just woke up and wanted to draw houses mm-hmm. that are that are located underwater, and then there would be <laughs> creatures gliding all over it. Um, I don't know. So it's beautiful. just yeah, it's just something that popped out of my mind. I think I'm heavily inspired by um, by these anime shows that I used to watch way back I just can't remember the titles mm. I'm so bad at remembering titles but, <laughs> but <laughs> <know. yeah>. okay <laughs> but this is these are really good so these the second uh painting is also divided in three parts right yes so they're, they're the same one. so it's like mm-hmm. a one painting and then you cut them into three pieces um, or no, I, I actually them... pre-cut. Yeah, I pre-cut. actually pre-cut the, okay. the papers first, and first, then I just painted on them. It's it's so good because there's there's uh, continuity. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the, even though you were painted them separately, but there's continuity. So if you look at them when they were shown in the exhibit, it's as if they're connected. It's as if they belong to just one artwork, one piece mm-hmm. of artwork. Mm-hmm. It's so dreamy and very whimsical. Mm-hmm. If, if you guys have the time to check this out it's under the Liyong highlight if you go to um, Kay's Instagram so I'll put that in the description box both for YouTube and on the for the Spotify podcast mm-hmm. okay so this was 2019 so yeah would you, and, would you say yeah go ahead oh and I just wanted oh, to share yeah it's me yeah so that was me under the paintings and me taking a photo beside my description okay yeah <laughs> yep so some of my friends came along this is really good yeah it was i think pineapple lab is now closed i think Ooh. oh this was this was the video that the i video. was telling you about where the the organizers interviewed me mm-hmm. <laughs> telling me to promote the exhibit invite people to come so it was a good memory mm. <laughs> a good a good um like added credential to a portfolio if sure i were is. to make one <laughs> sure is sure is and you should okay so mm-hmm. would you say Kay, that this is one of the highlights of doing art um one of the major yes, ones or a i think yeah. yes it's, it was it was actually a milestone for me i didn't actually um expect to be able to join an exhibit because it was actually the last thing on my mind I wasn't a fine art sort of person if you know what I mean I don't I'm not that interested in joining galleries I just joined because it was um, themed the Luyo. so it's a watercolor themed exhibit so exhibit. i thought okay. i thought i wanted to join and maybe um use that as opportunity to see um works from other local artists so there that's why i joined in <laughs> but that is a, that's a good motivation though to to join a and i guess it's truly it's a major milestone to be part of an exhibit Right. I was mm-hmm. talking to Common Room the last time and we were talking about having a space where art where local artists can showcase their works, right? Whether you have a good high follower count or not, or just starting out, but it's a place where you can showcase your work. And I was telling um man that it's always a dream of artists for their works to be shown, whether it's on a, in an exhibit or in a gallery. And Mm-hmm. you got that ticked off <laughs> you got yes, that ticked off I did. so yeah. okay yeah and the fun part is that mm-hmm. even though the second painting didn't get sold at yeah. that exhibit mm-hmm. I was able to 
um, to enter it in a different exhibit uh, which was for a nonprofit organization called mm-hmm. Cancer Vents. So it's um, I think the proceeds from the paintings we donated 100% towards um, the medical needs of children with cancer mm-hmm. and I was informed that it was sold mm-hmm. and yep that's at least um, get a profit from it but at least it went to a good cost and I'm happy with that. And I hope the person who bought the painting is also happy. (laughs) I'm sure that person is. I'm sure that person. Mm -hmm. How has your life changed after that exhibit? Did you do more paintings? Did you, was there an inclination to create more and sell them? Or what was your response to that milestone or to that exhibit? Well, it definitely gave me um, a boost in confidence, one Mm -hmm. that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, I earned some friends. I think I met people from that exhibit who mm-hmm. until now are still connected with me through Instagram. Yeah. Um, that's one good thing. But I think it wasn't until the next year, 2020, where um, where things actually took off for a bit for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think before the exhibit, I was like not making art too much or yeah but actually um I think me submitting uh submitting an artwork to this gallery was um was actually an action inspired by a loss that I had the year before mm-hmm. um yeah because I think I lost one of my biggest supporters she was my best friend and I kind of lost her to um to depression so sad story but um, yeah, if it weren't for her being gone, I think I wouldn't have learned to live. I actually, um, like after she died, I think I stopped doing art for a while. Um, and then there was this, um, there was this person who reached out and told me that she wanted to do a collaboration in Instagram. Um, her name is Ira. Mm-hmm. And she was actually still brainstorming for ideas on what our collaboration would be about. Um, And then I just sort of pulled it out from thin air and said, why don't we do a lettering challenge for Mm self-care? So it was something that I heavily resonated um, with that year. Um, I actually um, left my job, I think, the next year because of these issues. But... um, yeah, so that kind of um, that kind of jump started it, the challenge, um, and I think that's the reason why I was um, sort of more confident in joining um, call calls for art stuff like that. Um, but in short, um, the loss of someone dear to me actually made me realize how important time is. Mm-hmm. And how important it is to actually take a look at the different opportunities being presented to you. So, are we still talking about? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm glad that you you touch on that, and I, I mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm really sorry for for your loss. Okay, I've gone through pain of loss as well sometime mm-hmm. last year, and like what I said earlier when we we're talking offline, uh, pain of loss is something that never goes away; it stays with you, and every now and then it will creep up. You know, mm-hmm. without us caught off guard but it's also there's beauty in remembering 
them, mm-hmm. those who have passed, like what you said, that sort of become your catalyst to paint again, to mm-hmm. have that realization that life is too short to miss yes. out on opportunities. And, you know, we were when you were talking about uh, that you took some time off art because you were going through the, the pain of loss, you were going through mm-hmm. grief, it's, it took courage to be able to get out of it really and yes. um, you making that decision that's that really took a lot of courage and I'm glad that you did um, mm-hmm. and I know it's it's still hard and difficult as I myself is going through that but when we talk about stop you know taking us us mm-hmm. creating aside from the realization and I mentioned this at the intro right that you will definitely face some roadblocks. And whether it, it's a result of losing someone or not having the inspiration that you're looking for or other things that could have been a factor as to why you suddenly don't want to create. But mm-hmm. have you ever, aside from, from that experience of losing someone and making a decision to just, well, not really a decision, but it's, it's how you responded to that situation and just don't mm-hmm. want to create. What are the things that you um, think that m- might cause someone to stop creating? What are the s- most common factors of creative roadblocks? Um, to make it easier, I think I would like to derive heavily from my own experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so um, of course, losing someone was a big uh, was a big roadblock for me, but. I understand that it's not the same for everybody, but taking a deeper look into my situation back then, I think um, one reason why we allow ourselves to be be overcome by these creative roadblocks, I think the biggest reason is because we think we aren't good enough Mm, to be creative. Um, At least from how I understand society works (laughs) um if we say that a person is creative we often um we often think that this person is an artist this this person is a flair for art is an artsy person but Mm. um what most people don't realize is that being creative is actually more than just being able to paint pictures using a paintbrush it's more on how much you turn everyday mundane looking things into um, into things that help inspire your mind to think more than it used to be to think more creatively about things about how you could turn things around and make them work for you and then I think another um, reason why we allow these roadblocks to happen is um, is fear I think Hmm. I think it's fear of crawling out of that of that box that we were so used to being in because growing up I think we're all very much used to um, society dictating our our what do you call it, our decisions in life um, we go to school because we want to earn a career hmm. we earn a career because we want we want to be able to save up to have a hmm. family <laughs> To yes. buy a house mm-hmm. so 
Yep, I think it's the fear of going out of those society societal norms that often stops us from, you know, from like cultivating that creativity we have in ourselves. Because I actually think that to be able to um, to like have a creative mindset for you to be able to express your creativity, you gotta be a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And society that. doesn't deal well with crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's true. Yeah. I think those are my main two things on why we... Um, yeah, I think one and one more thing to add is the lack of... Um, our lack of system. Hmm. Um, like we can't dedicate time. We, we often think that we can't dedicate time enough to do things that are creativity that are for our creativity but in but in reality it's actually just us not being able to find the right system that's true that's true. <laughs> i love the points that you shared um one that really resonated with me is fear and i kind of i, I want to highlight this because you mentioned about being a rebel earlier and yeah you, you said <laughs> and when you talked about fears is that some people are so afraid of, like what you said, coming out of that box, right? Because we're so, mm-hmm. the societal norms is that when you talk about art, and I touched on this several times back uh, in, in the previous episodes, is that people think that it's just a hobby mm-hmm. and that it's, it's not something that would generate income for you. So we are wired to study hard, get a good you know, mm-hmm. do well in get school, yeah, get a good <laughs> job and, you know, plan you know, the rest of your life, work nine to five. And we're not saying that there's there's something wrong with sticking to, with your nine to five, right? It's, it's if it's your preference, but sometimes creativity is sacrificed or mm-hmm. compromised or it's not encouraged because of those societal norms. And mm-hmm. so I, I really love that. And I, I know a lot of people can resonate with it because sometimes people view these things like art specifically is something that you should be pushed aside because mm-hmm. it's not it doesn't align <laughs> with the norms of, of the society mm-hmm. and exactly. yeah people people celebrate art we know that for a fact people go to museums and, and all. Mm-hmm. it's not for everyone though for it to appreciate but there are a group of people who really appreciate it but for it to be a source of income now there is a question mark at the end of it mm-hmm. as always so the third one is you said lack of <clears throat> systems. Mm-hmm. And I think it's in, whether you're doing art or business or anything, systems are really yeah. important. Because yeah, that, it applies that, to all. To all, right? <laughs> and it, it affects your productivity. It affects your consistency. It, and when, when it is disrupted or when you don't have one, then everything will be chaotic. But talking mm-hmm. about rebel, you said earlier that you had a job before and Mm -hmm. you let go from that job because you knew inside you know in your core that you're meant to do something else and you don't want to be the you don't want to be this person who goes to this work from nine to five and though I know that the work that you do is has value and it it Mm -hmm. services people but inside you there are there's a different way of servicing others and right now what I'm when I look at your works Kay and when I hear you talk about self-care, right? Do you think that is something that um, that you're offering and that you want to add 
value on for for other people yeah definitely Mm -hmm. yes um yeah okay so I've been through many different exercises before oh but first of all I want to just clarify that by rebel (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't mean that I'm I'm that rebel daughter. I'm that rebel friend. Yeah, we just want to clarify sort of, that. <laughs> yeah, the sort of rebel that. stereotype that people are thinking about right now. <laughs> I don't wear black. I used to be. I used to love gothic. Um, yeah, it's it's just this. Um, it's just this realization that I had. Um, okay, so I enrolled in this coaching program, which mm-hmm. required me to take the four tendencies quiz by Gretchen Rubin author of the happiness project and surprisingly my results are rebel Mm. and it actually um shed light on why I wasn't able to um to thrive in environments that require me to like stay inside a boundary like Mm. for like like what Jesse told um what what Jesse told you guys about me um, not wanting a nine-to-five job, being stuck in a cubicle, doing working on the computer, um, yeah, it was um, in a way a it was like me going along with what society would like for me to do, like to have a job, to like sit still in that job, and um, like try to save as much as I can from the little salary that I had <laughs> in order to be able to buy what I want in the future. Um, like deep, deeper inside of me, I always had that feeling that I was meant to do more than just being in an office and typing up reports. And by the way, I used to work in the development sector. So sometimes we also do um, field work. Mm-hmm um for my job but I don't I'm actually a research officer at that time so yep I'm stuck with reports actually (laughs) (laughs) so it it, there's if you think about it um there doesn't seem to be anything creative about it although there is of course some some level of creativity in in doing humanitarian work of course it's very important work but for me um for me actually putting myself out there um and doing what um what these people would do i it i don't i can't see myself doing it well enough mm-hmm. so so it's actually if i stay in this in this industry in this sector i would actually be doing a disservice by not putting myself 100% in that industry doing the work mm-hmm. so i know that my heart lies elsewhere so which is why i landed on um landed on art <laughs> and content creation <laughs> So, yep, that's like to, a little I like, to touch on, I like to touch on that, Kay, because okay. I think you nailed it when you were talking about and sharing a, a background on the job that you were in. Mm-hmm. And I, I asked you about creative roadblocks and factors, right? I think you nailed it in the sense that that was a creative roadblock for you. And mm-hmm. we're not saying that, that she didn't like the job, right? It's a it's a very noble job. It's a position that helps yes. people. Yes, right? it's actually. Um, I think um, if I were to change things in the past, I don't think I will change those mm-hmm. um, those particular experiences because without right. those jobs, I wouldn't have been um, the open minded person. Yeah. Um, very knowledgeable about diversity and human rights and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for these um, 
the civil society organization. So I'm still thankful for my time with them, actually. <laughs> But I, thanks, Kate. I, th I think when it, what, I, what I was going for is that it was a creative roadblock uh, because you want to do something else. You want to serve people, but you want to serve it in a way that you can show up 100%. And being in that space that was not very conducive to really let your creativity flow is sort of hindering you from being creative. So when you left that job and you move on to doing more art or creating more, that's when you were able to really live up to, I think, what you're really called to do. And right <laughs> now, you're serving your audience through your artwork and promoting mental health and self-care, mm -hmm. which I think is at the core, that's really what you, what you, really, that's really what you want to offer to the mm -hmm. people who um, are resonating with, with your works and Not only that, you're doing something that you really love doing. You're doing yes, art, do. right? <laughs> so, would you say, okay, right now, um, do you still face creative roadblocks every now and then? Of course, I do. I think that's that's a constant. Um, <laughs> that's a constant cycle of life. That every now and then, um, I think roadblocks are made to be recurring. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, can you expound on that? Why do you think it it is? recurring okay so i really think um self-development isn't a like a linear sort of success mm -hmm. okay okay yeah. i i still get um i still get too lazy to get up in the morning i still <laughs> um have blank pages of um in my planner <laughs> <laughs> right. which doesn't which doesn't make me feel guilty as I used to before. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, I also have moments where I couldn't like get started on painting a piece, even though I already have the idea. I just can't. Um, there are times that maybe I'm too unmotivated to start painting. Maybe I'm being too much of a perfectionist, just trying to overthink things and like mm -hmm. that so mm -hmm. yeah these are like um the constants of life and we we just didn't realize that these are actually roadblocks to our creativity because most of the time people would just um label it as laziness procrastination i'm not to glorify these two things of course but mm -hmm. um yeah the, there are more to these um I actually think it's more complex than that. So mm -mm. putting a name to these um, to these things that happen to us, I think it makes it more easier to tackle. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so what I just do is maybe I would just um, like, what is the term? It's like to acknowledge, like I, I would just acknowledge that, okay, uh, I'm experiencing a creative roadblock right now. Um, because I think being able to identify a creative roadblock is necessary for you to be able to um, to overcome it. And I try to like um, like step back for a moment and then sooner or later it'll just like fix itself in a way because mm -hmm. uh, yeah, because again, I said that it's it's kind of recurring. It happens to everybody. 
um, I think the only thing that's missing in that picture that I said is that I try to um, to like customize a certain system that works for me. As Jesse said, I am a rebel. So um, <laughs> yeah, for just just the disclaimer, time blocking doesn't work for me. So <laughs> <laughs> which is common for other people. I mean, for yeah. people, for people they, it, it works for them. So it's okay if, if I if I ask you right now, because I too face creative roadblocks and mm-hmm. I I do certain things to get out of it. One of the things that you mentioned earlier was taking a step back. I think it would be more of a roadblock. It would be a higher, I'm looking at it like a wall. If I continue to pressure myself to, no, you have to create, you have to show up today. You have to be able to post something today. Even though you're not really in your element, uh, where mm-hmm. you're not really in the quote unquote the mood or in the zone of yeah. creating something. So taking a step back, what I do is either I'll do something very non-art related, like I love mm-hmm. Hallmark, so I would watch movies or uh, I would read up something. Totally not... distance yourself. <laughs> yes, yes, for distance a while. myself. Yeah, for a while, or just walk around the block, or eat something. So I would, I would do that. I would distance myself. Mm-hmm. But if I were to ask you, let's say five things that you would do to address creative roadblocks, just to put the structure on. I think you mentioned some of those things earlier when, mm-hmm. when I, we're talking yeah. about roadblocks. But if you are to put a structure and just say. Let's give our audience or our listeners like a call to action, right? Mm-hmm. Or some yeah. actionable items, five <laughs> things that they can do when they face creative roadblocks. What would they be? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I actually took notes. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Because, yeah, as, as I mentioned earlier, my memory, I don't trust my memory at all. So I like I like jotting notes down um, whenever I can. So, okay. Um, okay, so my first tip to be able to overcome a creative roadblock um, is to find time to actually um, to actually overcome it. Like um, most of us don't deal with um, creative roadblocks because we often get too busy with our priorities in life. Um, this is very true for somebody like me who still works full-time in a mm. different industry, mm. <laughs> in a sort of related industry, but still okay. you're working full-time. Mm. So, yep. Um, I think the way that you could be able to dedicate time to addressing these roadblocks is you create some sort of a plan that works for you. So I'm, I'm just not limiting this to like writing on a journal or using a planner, using a whiteboard. Um, as I mentioned, I am a rebel. So these systems may or may not work for me at mm-hmm. some certain times. It does work for me. Um, yeah. Um, I think planning isn't a one-size-fits-all sort of solution to dedicating time. So it could be as simple as um, jotting down the top three things that you want to do for the day, for example. Or it could be five. It could be six. Mm -mm. Um, And then then just pick out what you want to do first and then what you want to do next. And it's up to you if you want to do the third or the fourth or the fifth. Um, that's how I actually approach planning. I never put a timestamp on the task that I want to do. Never. If, if I do, it'll all be ruined because I am, I am a very, what do you call that? I would say relaxed sort of person. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not in a rush to do things. I like taking my time, which is why time blocking doesn't work for me. Okay. And 
And um, in addition to that, um, in addition to writing down the stuff that you want to do, um, it would be really helpful to prioritize what's actually urgent for you Mm-mm. that day, that if you were not to do this, it would mean the end of the world sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay. I think that's, um, yep, it's so easier to... Yeah, planning. Okay. Yeah, planning. And then, um, okay, so, um, okay, so I got lost in my notes. So sorry. Okay, so I would go, I would say that the second tip is to, um, to self educate. <laughs> I think I we're talking that. about this. <laughs> yes, we were discussing it. Okay, self educate. So- yeah. Mm-hmm. Self-educate. What I mean by self-educate is to continue being thirsty for information, for resources. Um, yeah, I think I would define self-education as any kind of education that you give yourself outside of the formal school setting, mm-hmm. outside of the normal, um, normal curriculum, normal school syllabus, or yeah. whatever you want to call it. But um okay so jesse and i um went through this challenge together yes i'm sure most of you people who who are um who love to binge watch different sorts of personal development challenges leadership challenges might have heard of the (laughs) own your future challenge Challenge. so one thing that actually stuck to me was the self the value of self-education so um what I do, what I'm doing right now is I actually invest time and money in courses that I really think would um, contribute to what I want to do later in life, which is to do art and business at the same time. So, yep, um, that's one thing. If you, because most people, um, like most people get to doing the, the survival stuff after college <laughs> which, which pretty much means earning 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 and then yeah. um not giving enough time for even reading a simple article on the internet that would allow you to learn new things i mean there's so much things to learn um, a lot. after after you've been through school it's, and it's not just about school so i think that um going for um, going for different resources, allowing yourself to learn more new things, kind of, um, kind of encourages that thirst for creativity. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, if you're watching a tutorial, you'd you you're gonna want to like do the tutorial at once to apply it. Because if you don't do it, you're gonna forget it. So I think that sort of creates a chain reaction. Yeah. So that's one thing you could do to um, overcome that creative roadblock. So another thing is to, um, we're already in the third tip, right? <laughs> so, yeah. okay. So I would say um, find your circle. So mm-hmm. that that just means um, find like-minded people who are hell-bent on learning about creativity, learning about the same stuff that you want to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, because more often than not, uh, the people who are already in our default social circles while growing up, while going through college, going through our everyday workplaces, not all of them have the same drive as yes. you do. If yep. you start wanting more out of life. So 
um, it can be pretty discouraging. As I was telling <laughs> Jesse a while ago during our chat, it can be pretty discouraging if you cannot find those people that you could like bounce ideas with. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it's about you wanting to maybe open up a business or do switch to freelance and then nobody in your circle wants to do the same or if they think it's a ridiculous idea. Um, yep. So uh, it's that's why it's important to find the people that you could talk to. I mean, me and Jesse have met each other three years ago. Three that years, three ago. years ago. Yeah, that yeah, was three years three ago. Years ago. And it was through a simple challenge on the internet. It's true. Yep, we're still connected until now. So she, we are part of each other's circle. Um, we both do art. We both like talking about um, personal development stuff. So it kind of like energizes you into mm. um, into being creative. And it's like looking for accountability partners as well. Yep. So, so yep, that's my third tip. And okay. I actually have the fourth tip as creating a system, but I think I we could already merge that with the planning stuff mm-hmm. okay. in the beginning. So mm-hmm. let's just let's just decrease the number to four. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, okay, so the fourth and final tip is to um, just show up and take action. <laughs> There's nothing. Um, most people uh, have this pattern of like. Um, waiting for inspiration mm. and then that's when they started getting motivated to take action Mm-mm. so Mm-mm. I actually keep reading this everywhere but I remember it specifically from this book that I read called um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck <laughs> by uh, Mark yeah, yeah, Manson yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a pretty good book it's actually one of the first um, non-fiction books that I've read but there's this pattern um, that he said are people are the default is the default pattern that people go to whenever they want to do something so um but instead of actually waiting for inspiration um he actually encourages people to do the action first Mm. because if we if we just you know just show up do the thing do that thing you want to do even if you don't want to do it And if you keep doing it for like, let's say five minutes, 10 minutes, I mean, that's where the motivation comes in. Hmm. And then, and then if you're motivated enough, I think inspiration could also start coming in. And I think it just creates a whole new cycle Mm -hmm. different from the one before. Mm -hmm. And you think it's much more productive to, to actually will yourself to work first before, um, when you, before you're actually ready. So Yep, that's actually um, that's actually my final tip. It's in for me. It's the best tip that has given me um, given me more results than ever. <laughs> that's actually those are really good points. Okay, and I love that you mentioned about OYF. So, guys, the Own Your Future Challenge was a five day challenge uh, held by these amazing coaches, business mentors, and entrepreneurs, marketers uh, who. If you sign up for their courses, it would cost like thousands of dollars, but they gave mm-hmm. it out. They gave their talks and uh, ideas and pointers for free 
for those five days. So it was participated by I think about 930 plus thousand people. Yeah. So that, that was, mm-hmm. that was, I was my, I mean, they did, they were aiming for a million, but mm-hmm. it was 60,000 short, but still that was 930 <laughs> plus thousands of uh, people mm-hmm. who are looking for a way to make a change in their lives who want to take ownership of their future i mean mm-hmm. it it was really a, a sales pitch for another course but yes. the the value that they shared within those five days are had pages of notes Kay and i have, have been taking notes but yes. i think some of the Kay mentioned you mentioned about self-education and yes. you tie it up with your fourth point which is action i think i love that because it's important that you self-educate, that you consume, right? Um, mm-hmm. Read an article, read a book, listen from a, like what we did, the, uh, the join a challenge. But it doesn't stop there. The momentum is there, but if you, if you just take those all in as information and knowledge, they will it's remain. Be, yeah, yeah, it would just, just be, be info. info, right? If you don't take action. So the, the, the information, the knowledge should lead into action, which is what you did for tip number four. Yes. I also like when you said that uh, it should start with an action because that's where you build consistency. And when you mm-hmm. build consistency, there's momentum and then eventually there will be mastery. And that's mm-hmm. how you will find success in whatever it is that you're trying to launch or to create. And Kay, I know you've been doing watercolor illustrations. You've done your exhibit which I'm really proud of. And now I want to ask you, what's in the pipeline for Arts Letters by K? Okay, so I am actually planning to launch my first watercolor workshop. (laughs) Oh God, I said it out loud. Yes, (laughs) saying out loud makes it more real, isn't it? Right. Yes, it, it's exciting and, and scary at the same time, especially for me, who has always been um, always been the observer, <laughs> not actually the doer. Mm-hmm. So yep, I um, Jesse has been actually uh, been one of the main motivators, <laughs> aside from my productivity coach. Um, well, she's been um, she's been encouraging me to have a workshop, and then the funny thing happened is I started to like build this curriculum on my mind while she was pushing me, and, then, <laughs> and so I decided to um, to yep launch my workshop in the next few weeks, months, mm-hmm. oh months, yeah, months. yeah. So yeah, um, what I'm thinking is it's going to be um, not just your typical. Um, technique learning, <laughs> floral learning workshop, um, as as you might have seen in my in my paintings um, earlier in this podcast. Um, if if you're watching on YouTube, by the way, um, I love doing um, fantasy themed watercolor illustrations, mm-hmm. and um, like maybe putting a story to a simple landscape. Um, putting houses underwater where, where they aren't supposed to be um, uh-huh. in real life. If you think he, this is something that you're interested in, um, I will be creating more posts about it in the following days. And as I like, um, I organize my list, my, I think I'm brainstorming a little bit too much these days. <laughs> Just you're really a good pusher, Jesse. I'm telling you. <laughs> 
because uh, thanks thanks for uh, sharing that 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 it's in the pipeline okay because guys if you if you see her works it's very distinct it has a different style that and it's very whimsical and magical and you you talked about turning mundane things into something you know out of this world magical. and right now <laughs> magical right and right now when when you look around and um, people are going through different things people are struggling mm-hmm. and self-care is something that people are it's 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 a word i think that has been around for a while that people are really are starting to become well versed of people have different uh, definition of what self-care is what um identifying or taking good care of our mental health right and when i look at your paintings Kay, that's I feel, I feel a sense of calm and peace with the colors. And when I look at those imaginary creatures, like animals dressed in people's clothes and houses painted underwater, and plus it's it's water. There's something about there's something relaxing about water. So mm-hmm. if you are interested to learn more about how to paint them and how to evoke that kind of emotion to the people who will be seeing your paintings, then please do check out. Case workshop and I think it's happening sometime in August is that right in August it's it's actually my birth month for you guys it's gonna <laughs> oh, be no. your birthday gift for, for I am announcing it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but, yeah, I think it's a very um timely day mm-hmm. because um yep it's August and I think national cat day and national dog day is happening in August Ooh. yeah so that's you- that's very timely <laughs> Okay, so we'll watch out for, for that, Kay, and I'm looking forward. I'm sure people are also curious to what is this magical paintings that Kay is talking about? So if you guys want to check that out, please do visit her Instagram handle, Arts Letters by Kay. I will put that on the description box. But Kay, as we wrap up this episode, and I normally ask this question at the end of each of the episode when I have someone on the pod is, what are your three golden nuggets that you would like to leave to our listeners as a takeaway from this episode? And it could be something related to Roblox or... Um, the first nugget that I would like to share to everyone is to, um, to acknowledge your story. Mm. Yes, because I think people's stories are so important than they actually think it is. Um, it actually... Uh, because we, we're... I think it's a big factor on who you are today and what you want to do. So um, as I shared before, uh, I think acknowledging the past events that happened in my life, Mm -hmm. even though um, I'm not proud of most of them, but Mm -hmm. I wouldn't change a single thing from what happened in my past because it has contributed to who I am right now and what I want to do to impact other people's lives. So that's one thing. Um, like I think I could phrase it like hold true to your story, story. something like that mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. your story and the second one is hmm, don't let maybe like don't listen to the noises around you <laughs> I'm basically telling you not to do what I did for the past couple of years mm-hmm. so um oftentimes we um, we regard these noises as people who are very discouraging towards us, people who don't support us. But what we don't realize is actually some, most of those noises are actually coming from inside our heads. Mm-hmm. 
So as Jesse mentioned earlier, um, it's all about, sometimes it's all about the mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to change our mindset first before we're able to actually physically will ourselves to do something. So I think that's one point that um, I would like to emphasize on for this podcast. And the third and final tip, uh, I think I'm just going to repeat the take action <laughs> tip yes. for overcoming creative roadblocks. Um, nothing is as important as taking action and showing up and doing the work, even if um, the world around you seems to be um, seems to be not going according to your plans. And the important thing is that you know deep down inside yourself that you've done the work, at least mm-hmm. the minimum amount of work that could lead you to take one step towards that goal that you want to achieve in the future so yep I think those are the three things <laughs> wonderful and very well said and I think when, when if some of the things that you said um, are hashtag note to self like about listening to the noise I think it's really important to know which one to dial down which one to amplify so we have to be really mindful of which one we would um, tune into so Jenna okay. Kutcher. Jenna Kutcher. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I remember. Okay, it's been a pleasure. And I'm grateful that, you know, even after the even after the dare to share and shout out to Aryan Sir Africa for doing that. I'm just grateful for that challenge. And that's guys, if you're listening, that's really a testament. And Kay and I are a testament that, you know, a simple challenge that you will join, whether it's something that you're interested in or you get pulled into, don't minimize it or just you know say that you know it's just a challenge because you'll never know that someone you you will meet there can have a huge impact in your life so guys if mm-hmm. you want to listen to this episode you can tune in to spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, and then the video will be up on my channel arts to jesse okay again thank you so much for taking the time thank you Thank you for making me accountable. (laughs) (laughs) And this is doesn't end on this podcast. So we're going to continue on um, checking on each other. And you guys should also make sure that you have an accountability accountability partner because I'm telling you it's it's worth it. So thank Mm -hmm. you again, guys, for tuning in to the Wednesday Creative Check-In. I'll catch you again next time. And remember, be kind and stay safe. Take care. Bye. If you think this episode will help anyone, go ahead and pass it on by creating a screenshot or by sending the link of the podcast. And if you do post it, please do tag me by using the hashtag Convos with Jay. And I will do appreciate sincerely if you'll be kind enough to leave a review on the Apple podcast. Let me know what you think of the show, especially this creative check-in. What do you think about our guest, uh, the takeaways, and how we can improve the segment I'll be very interested to learn more about what you think and how we can improve.